Far, far too much power is concentrated in Westminster. And even worse than Westminster, it's in the bureaucrats of Whitehall. The rich are getting richer and richer and the poor are falling off the bottom. And I think that is wrong. There are many, many unaccountable powers carried by our own executive because the Crown powers still exist, but they've simply been transferred to other individuals. So maybe we can say British values need to be introduced from the bottom and driven up. But values are things that you live by, and you, you, if you live in a certain way and show those values, then people will recognise them. What would happen if we added all this stuff the healthcare, and then we added education and so on into the constitution. Would that turn it into something that you rightly critical of, a kind of empty paper? Because we don't have the money to pay the doctors. We don't have the money to provide the education. Is that a risk with pushing values too far? I think that it would be useful to have some written constitution because we would have some consistency and we would be able to measure it. At the moment, I feel like we're moving away from a fair and socially acceptable society to one where the rich are getting richer and richer and the poor are falling off the bottom. And I think that is wrong. So and the I think constitution, if we, constitution would protect yeah. people, but need protecting. Harry, do you agree with that? It's an opportunity to insert commitments to equality and so on that you don't often get a chance to do and drive standards up for most people. I, th I think there is a potential for a codified written constitution yeah. to do that, absolutely. And I think sort of what like defines our culture and our values is sort of ideology and, and sort of like ideas and sort of challenges to those ideas and that's why it changes. And so, you know, if say after the Second World War we'd have had a written constitution, we would have probably included us, you know, the, the welfare state into that. Um, now it's not in a written constitution you're seeing sort of, uh, you know, attacks on it and, and perhaps if it had have been written then we would have had... Well, we support. wouldn't have had Jackson's party pushing for benefit reduction. This shouldn't be in a constitution, should it, Jackson? The sorts of things that are being argued for here. The right to benefit. You're Prime Minister, you're a leader. If you get into Parliament next month, or in May, your leader will be furious about that, wouldn't he? Um, I, I know where the gentlemen are coming from. Um, it's really talking about a bigger state. You know, I, I think we're committed um, as party, as a nation, to looking after the less fortunate, ensuring you know the NHS, for example, ring fences NHS. Would you put, and would you guys beside him put, say a right to healthcare without payment, in as a constitutional value? I, I'm not certain that that would be something Sounds that like I would no. include as a constitutional yeah. value. Sounds actually, like although no. it may Sounds well like be no. something that I would support. What about what about what about you? Would you put, would you put, take the microphone? Would you put this into the constitution, say, or, or education? I'm trying to get a feel for how broad the values should be in any constitution that we draft. Would you put it in? I think it'd be pretty difficult to put health and education in. We all value those things, I'm, I'm sure, um, across the political spectrum. But to enshrine them in a, a codified constitution would be quite problematic. I think we still need to have some degree of flexibility there. Um, yeah, and this is where it's back to structures, actually, but go on. I think you're right, it is about that, but um, we, we may have a, a very different government in, in May. This would make it extremely difficult to actually put something like that into a codified 
constitution. I want to hear from you, and then I want to hear this. You guys have started running this here about broader values in the constitution. No, Jackson, we're going to hear from this gentleman. Yeah, I, I think flexibility really is so important in the constitution. And I think, as you've mentioned, ideas change over time. And that's what we were saying, that ideas have changed. So we need a constitution. If, if we do need a constitution, we need to have it so we can, um, we can be flexible. So because we've been so good in the past with responding to crisis very quickly. And I think that's something which British people really do value. Right. So slim numbers of values, fundamental and few. That's what I hear. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about protecting the poorest yes. and most vulnerable people through in society. Through a constitution and a rule of law. You don't, and I think you don't trust the politicians. I don't trust enough? the politicians, I'm afraid not. <laughs> Although I'm a politician myself, I don't trust... You haven't got power yet. I don't you trust haven't got power yet. No, when no. you get power, you will start yeah, trusting them. But it may not last forever, my power. <laughs> so um, it, it, a constitution should be something that would last for longer. And I don't trust the powerful. And I think Unless you, unless you have it in the written constitution, then the vulnerable are always going to be um, on a sticky wicket. Hannah, Harry, so values in the constitution is a kind of trick to anticipate politics and close down power for politicians. I Harry. wouldn't perhaps frame it like that. I'd sort of say perhaps one of the strengths would be a baseline, uh, a sort of a minimum standard. So if we're talking about healthcare or education, it could be defined as a minimum like you know what what level of GDP spending or however you want to do it it could there's a potential to set a minimum across there to provide constitutional protection yeah do you agree with that Hannah? I tend to agree with that yeah I think there's a difference between values and policies and what we see is if, if there's a party that comes in and does the exact opposite of a value in the Constitution how is that going to affect right, that right, power right if I were to choose one thing though which unites some of these Far, far too much power is concentrated in Westminster, and even worse than Westminster, it's in the bureaucrats of Whitehall. Yes. A group yes. of civil servants wields more power in this city than the mayor of Liverpool. So if I was to put one thing in a constitution, it would be, uh, the posh word is subsidiarity. As a value. The, a, as a value. value. As when a we value. This, when Absolutely. we launched this project, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. You take decisions at the lowest possible and practical level then more people want to be involved in it because more people can say, I'm voting for Richard Kemp or not, because he's made the decision. At the moment, they can vote for me or not on decisions which I've tried to implement but haven't made. Yes. Now, this takes us into the question, I'm coming to you, I'm coming to you, of the how you inculcate values. Because maybe, borrowing from what Richard said, we're going too high on constitutions. Maybe it's actually the schools. Maybe it's families. So maybe we can say British values need to be introduced from the bottom and driven up. I know you were coming in earlier, but do you agree with that? You're saying about powers in Whitehall and bureaucrats. Well, it's going even further. It's European Union, and a lot of the parties are not giving individuals a chance to have a voice and a vote on whether they want to be a member of the European Union. Yeah. And whether you agree with it or not, they do have a lot of power, um, which we do not have. Absolutely, so absolutely. We and need to be given a voice and a referendum. their version of values dignity and so on, the Charter, was something which the British government felt it couldn't take, well, representing, part of it, part of it, part representing, of it. representing the British state. At the moment, British government's pushing hard on, inculcating is too aggressive a word, on getting young people in schools to understand what British values are. Some people are very worried about this. It seems like a sort of, kind of slightly big brotherish, brave new worldy kind of way of getting people to think the same way. But maybe that's the answer to your worries, Richard. It, it, it is partly. I want to see more people involved. The lower you have the discussion, the more you can see that that discussion will lead to an output, the more people will be involved. I think it's a basic fundamental of my politics. Miriam, 
you say about teaching values, but values are things that you live by. And you, you, if you live in a certain way and show those values, then people will recognise them. So, so if you say, you know, the country, the British people value volunteering, well, it's only if the, the, a lot of people do volunteer. There's no point saying we have a value of volunteering if only 1% of the country yeah. volunteer. And, you know, the when Prime you're Minister tried that at the start. He talked about something called big society. So that's he right. had this understanding of a culture of helping people. Oh, that's right. And ironically, he tried to sort of introduce it in a, a city which actually has an excellent tradition of charitable giving and, and volunteering. So it's almost like you know, was what was, was happening Liverpool? anyway in Liverpool. Yes, what was happening in Liverpool was, tr was kind of tried to be dressed up as a... Um, as of a policy but one thing I would say about the local democracy I'd say one of British values is democracy and accountability at a local level as well as a national level but I do think that we whereas you might say in a constitution you want that enshrined but there's a very much a move towards regional powers now and regional influence and uh, we do do we would do would we need to say that you know sort of uh, using the best of what we have in our region as a balance against the big huge power of, so of London so there's a danger of the snapshot there is no, there's a there's an idea emerging here of the patchwork quilt of United Kingdom and that suggests to me the possibility of different values for example at the moment Scotland's developing you'd approve of a lot of what's going on in Scotland I suspect seems to be different kind of values that's fine and relaxed about that you certainly want English don't give us a speech again English votes for whoever if you're you, saying you'd it. be delighted uh, the north of England you wouldn't be so keen on though would you that would make no, you a no, bit no. nervous no north no. of England values no no I disagree my, my parents live in Blackpool you know I you know I've, I've looked with keen interest and in, you know how Manchester's getting more powers as a city and I hope Liverpool gets that as yeah. well yeah what about this as a wild card the top of our society so it's totally anti the subsidiarity thing is a monarch now the monarch it seems to me from what you've been saying to some extent encapsulates so many things that are not current values inheritance, uh, sort of prestige, endless homes and so on. Would it be worthwhile, because we can play with this constitution, it's totally open, having a head of state who's elected, and then we have a debate, and there are various people who put themselves forward who might better reflect the breadth of the nation would offer themselves for elections. Do you like that idea, or are you going to defend the monarchy? Uh, I'm going to defend the monarchy, not on the fact that it's, it's um, hereditary, is it going to become like the United States of America, where the president is constantly in a battle yes. with the legislature? Let's forget that. Let's say the Constitution is not going to do that. Think the Irish president, think the German president, think the Israeli president, where we don't have the guy showing up trying to persuade people to pass laws. We have the man or woman who is a kind of encapsulation of the nation. I like the idea of knowing who the head of state is going to be. It offers stability. If, if we're constantly having elections on who the head of state is, we're not going to have this fixed set. And I think the monarchy is a, a big part of being British. Do we all agree? Do you agree? Michael's coming over to you. Do you agree with that? I'm, I'm scared. I know that Charles is our next monarch after the Queen. <laughs> well, if she hangs on long enough, he might be there for a short period of time. Along with the Queen, he might says for that, because he, he sort of undermines the role of a constitutional monarch. He's constantly involved in different political issues, and that's not the role of a constitutional monarch. So who would you go for in this country if you had a vote for a 
President of the United Kingdom, who best encapsulates values. I have to think about this, all of you. I know we have one Russell Brand devotee here. I won't even need to come to him. <laughs> well, well, as a Yorkshireman, I think Geoffrey Boycott could probably Jeffrey do it. Geoffrey Boycott! <laughs> well, I boycott that one, I tell you. We're not going for that. I think it'd be both for Yorkshiremen with Geoffrey Boycott. Right. I think a lot of people listening to this will have no idea who Geoffrey Boycott is. Geoffrey <laughs> Boycott, for those of you who are sensible people, was once the slowest scoring cricketer <laughs> in the history of the game, but he never got out. So, sorry, so if we had so just so finish, so if we had a strong sense of national identity, then the the elected head of state would their function, his or her function, would be to represent the, the identity, the strong sense of self-identity of uh, of 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 Britain, then the, we wouldn't need to worry that our head of state actually is very rich, um, is remote. We'd be more confident. Is, we, I think we would. Yeah. Hannah, Harry, who would you vote for as President of the United Kingdom? Well, I think sort of we've touched on a point that we have different values within like the locations that we're in, sort of if Geoffrey Boycott, you know, for Yorkshire or whatever, but, you know, it, we don't have that universal figure and because our current monarch sort of tends to stay out of politics, yeah. ideas, ideology, it kind of, you know, it's more symbolic. They don't really rule, they kind of reign. If you can make that distinction, then it's, it's perfectly acceptable to remain the status quo. If they were sort of, you know, being involved in, in decision-making and in sort of having a say, then there would be a need to elect them. And Hannah, do you have anybody? Harry's not sitting on the fence there. <laughs> not anyone specific in not mind, in but I do mind. think there's a, there's a, there's, there's that establishment and that political system that you know doesn't re represent a lot of people. I don't always feel represented by the people in Westminster, and that that common feeling from people that are outside that maybe someone from that maybe I don't know Billy Bragg. Billy Bragg. <laughs> Billy Bragg. <laughs> Russell Brand, no. Uh, Who? No, certainly not. Um, I just wanted to actually pick up on this point about the monarch as a symbolic sort of role. I mean, yes, in a sense, the person of the monarch is in many ways uh, uh, symbolic, constitutional, ceremonial, and so on. But uh, monarchical power in the, form and, uh, in the form of the crown in parliament and royal prerogative powers uh, still exist, but they're operated by members of the executive. Mm -hmm. And this is a serious problem because there are many, many unaccountable powers that are um, uh, carried by our own executive because um, uh, uh, those th the crown powers still exist, but they've simply been transferred to other individuals. Absolutely. And maybe our constitution will begin the work of changing that. If you had to, if you had to produce a value, which is going to be put in the constitution, only one, which would it be? Just Think and hands up, very quickly, we don't need to think. I think you've got your one already. Devolution, subsidiarity, taking decisions at the lowest possible level. And that is the kind of value which would feed into the laws, would feed into the way Absolutely. we behave. Have you got one, Miriam? I'd like to go for two, really. But no, I, you're not um, allowed to. You're not allowed to. You have only well, one. Well, having already mentioned equality, I'd like to say tolerance of faith uh, uh, and respect for everybody's faith. And we began with tolerance from you. Jackson, what would you put in the Constitution? One value. Freedom. I don't think we talk about it as much and we take it for granted. Freedom, subsidiarity, tolerance. Any, any more? Any more? Yes, John? One word? Love. Love. Would you put anything in? I'm going to say equality, um, justice and fairness as well. I think fairness is uh, important. But Finally, Hannah, Harry, I in a word. I agree with Martin. Liberation for oppressed groups and then equality. Liberation, a, a value which will scare the police and the armed forces. Harry. 
hate to sit on the fence, but I mean, it goes back to the, the original point that these are all sort of subjective. We talk about freedom, you can have positive, negative freedom, so it's kind of subjective, but I... I can see how you did as well in politics <laughs> in university as you have a fence sitter who crosses the road to find a fence on which to sit. That's me. So we've covered an awful lot of ground. The discussion continues on our website, Constitution UK. This project lives or dies by the participation of people who may think they have no direct view on the Constitution, but who, when they intervene, find that they have. So it's crucial that everybody gets involved. People here continue to be involved if you can be, and people who are watching, look at the Constitution UK website, get in and vote. There's mechanisms for voting. If you want to push your English votes for English people, whatever it was, you can do that and campaign. There are people already on the website doing that in a very responsible, dramatic kind of way. If you want to sit on the fence, you can get in there and do that. <laughs> Above all, participate. But for now, thank you very, very much for coming here to this beautiful town hall and debating values with such energy.